0: And on that note, Sean was down in Tampa and um, covering uh, Tampa Bruins for EP ringside. And you had a chance to catch up with our old friend, Jim Montgomery. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. uh, First time I've seen Jim Montgomery in person since, uh, since he got the Bruins job. I've seen him in person since he left Dallas. I actually ran into him last year, of all places in L.A., the Kings and the I was in LA and the Kings and the blues were playing and I caught up with him briefly, um, just kind of in an off the record. How have you been conversation last year? And, uh, saw him in Tampa this this past week. And it's good to see from a, from a personal perspective, it's good to see Jim Montgomery have his life back together. Um, he was, he was always a very kind person to me. He was always a person who treated me with respect. Um, He's even admitted himself he didn't treat himself with much respect, which is kind of what happened, how he lost his job in Dallas. Um, but the question I have about Jim Montgomery, the, and this is I want to be clear this is about Jim Montgomery, the coach, not Jim Montgomery, the person, um, is I don't know, and maybe we're about to learn it, and, and I wrote about this for EP Rinkside, is I don't know how Jim Montgomery's changed as a coach, just because when, when you have – he went to St. Louis where it was a perfect landing spot for a guy coming off a scandal for lack of a better word. Um, in St. Louis, Doug Armstrong doesn't allow his assistant coaches to talk to the media. And so he was really anonymous. Like he was able to just kind of figure out life and without having anyone ever talk to him, um, from a public space. And then he went to Boston and with how good Boston was to start the season and continues to be, uh, he's kind of, molded into a little bit of the backstory of just it's it's a good story and nothing to take away like it takes it takes talent to coach really good talent but at the end of the day it's not it's it's a tremendous boston bruins team it's like you and i talked about when you talk about coach of the year conversation about a week or week and a half ago or whatever we did it we talked about how we were more impressed with the job rick bonus has done in winnipeg than mm-hmm. the job that jim montgomery's done in boston and so i don't know what type of coach jim montgomery is now I don't know how he's changed since his time in Dallas. I don't know how he adjusts when his team is struggling. I don't know if he's able to take the highs and the lows the right way we saw in Dallas. He would, he said, I, at one point he said, he wasn't, he was frustrated. He had not been able to fix the culture of mediocrity when the Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben incident with Jim lights happened. He was, he was part of the group that co-signed that message. Um, Now Boston's lost three games in a row for the first time. So maybe it's the first time we see Jim Montgomery deal with real adversity in this job, but I don't know how he's dealing with adversity. And so I was curious to ask him directly of how he's different as a coach. And he gave an interesting answer of how when he got humbled by losing his job and the way he did and, and how he looks at people, it really took away a lot of his ego. It took away he, he, he felt like, and it was kind of, he always felt like he was a good communicator, but now he's more appreciative of what other things other people might be going through. And I think that's something that was maybe missing in his time in Dallas. And not that it was ever really, it's not really ever that it came out in, in big ways, but I think there's certain times where his time in Dallas, he probably could have shown more empathy to some other people. Um, and he would even admit that. And I uh, and he, he said he, he kind of what happened to him has kind of helped him evolve in that way. Um, from a coaching perspective, I think the human management is huge in the NHL. I think so often I I really think that's a bigger thing in most cases than schematically sometimes. Um, obviously, schematics and, and, and approaches, they, they're important. But to me, I I, I think. Allowing your talent to be its best talent comes down to a lot of the ways how you manage your talent in the locker room. And I talked to Taylor Hall a little bit about how uh, Montgomery managed. Okay, we're going to move you from the left to the right side, and you're normally a left winger, and you haven't played on the right before. And and I talked to Taylor Hall a little bit about how he and Montgomery handled that. And Hall came up with a. Hall told me there was a. He really appreciated the way that when Jim Montgomery calls you into his office. It's not um, It's not like you're worried something bad is going to happen because he does it all the time where it's just, uh, hey, how you doing? And just keeping up with the players and all that stuff. And that's what he's been. And that's one of the reasons he is part of Boston's success. And I feel more confident saying that now after talking to some people in that room and seeing it firsthand. But I still would love to see what happens where, say the Bruins go on a five-game skid. How does he handle the low? I still don't know the answer to that, but... I, I said, And that was kind of the point of my piece of he's grown as a person, he has grown as a coach, but we really don't know, we really won't know fully until they get pressed or they're going to go to the first round of the playoffs. And, Gavin, do you know what happened at the top to the two teams that had the prior NHL record for most wins in the regular season? Bounced? Bounced in the first round.
0: Was it... So, uh...
1: Tampa, sorry, not the first round. Tampa was the first round, but did, then the other one
0: Columbus, Washington.
1: It was the Detroit night the 95 96 oh, Detroit okay. Red. The 95-96 Detroit Red Wings were the greatest regular season team of all time. Okay. Got got bounced. Um, and so the Bruins are going to have 60 something wins. May set the NHL all time record for regular season wins. Jim Montgomery and the Bruins are going to get so many questions. It's going to be one. The microscope's going to be, you haven't been tested all year. What ha- We saw it happen to Detroit. We saw it happen to Tampa. How do you avoid that curse? How do you avoid what happened to them? Like The adversity is going to show up because the best team in the league, by this far of a margin, hasn't gotten the job done before. And we're going to learn a lot about Jim Montgomery come playoff time, especially for a guy who even admitted – that um in one of his few public interviews when he was in st louis that um he was kind of put on his coaching heels in that second round series against against st louis in 29 in uh, 2019
0: if the season ended today boston's first round matchup would be the pittsburgh penguins
1: That's, uh, Crosby, Malkin. I mean, you, you, you talk about, <laughs> there's, there's no bad teams in the East. No, right I, now. Know, I know, On really Honestly, isn't. like, like you there try really to be isn't. like, like, like at least in the West, um, yeah, I like mean, there least, are some like, teams, like, yeah, like yeah. at least, at least in the West, like, I know it would suck to get Colorado in the first round. Yeah, it would absolutely, it would, it would suck to get Colorado in the first round, but I actually think Colorado will probably end up above Minnesota Right. Uh, by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. but there's I I could happily pick some opponents that I would want to play out of the west yeah I, when you look across the east you're like oh I wouldn't want them I wouldn't want them yeah, no like in the east there's really the only team that you would look at and you'd be like ah, oh, you know what I would pick them to play out of the east and it's not a And it's not something against their season. It's just because of their streakiness would be New Jersey, just because New Jersey has had stretches where they just drop. They just don't show up for four or five games in a row. Now they've, they, they're, then they'll go on absolute heaters. Like they've, they're eight, one and one in their last 10 games, but you could get New Jersey at that time where it's like, yeah, this is the time New Jersey's not going to show up, but anyone else in the East, you're like, I don't want to pick them. Why would I pick Toronto? Why would I pick Tampa? Like, like it's just yeah. a, it's 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 a it's a loaded and maybe at the end of the day, being this far ahead actually becomes an advantage for Boston where you get to work on that load management down the stretch. You get to you don't have to fight and claw to get in to try to clinch home ice or anything like that, like all these other teams, and maybe you go into round one a little bit healthier. Who knows? Yeah. But it's 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 a bit down down the road and everything like that. Obviously, all-star game will be nice and cheery and everything like that. But it's uh it will be interesting to see what the what the Bruins do with the history of what's happened to teams that have won 60 plus games.
0: By the way, uh going full circle, we kind of began this podcast talking about a potential landing spot for Anton Hudobin. What about the Carolina Hurricanes? Mm. Played in Carolina. I... Frederick yeah, Anderson I, 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 just coming off an injury.
1: No, but, the, but they've just invested in, in uh, Peter Kochetov. I got to make sure I pronounce that one. right. They have just invested in Peter Kochetov. They have anti-Ranta. I mean, they already have three okay. goalies. Like I, I, I think it's, um, yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't, I don't think that's a fit. Um, I do look at a team just randomly circling around again. And I I don't think they would, I don't think they would do it honestly, because it would be, but it's with, with where things have gone with our, like with where things have gone with old Dallas beloved star, Jack Campbell, like it it won't happen because of what Jack Campbell's contract Uh, is. Yeah. Edmonton. But like, but like in Edmonton, if Stuart Skinner, like, I don't trust the goaltending situation in like, if, if you're Edmonton, do you take a flyer on bringing in the third guy like that just to – you know how sometimes, like, a team will, like – you know, this, the fans, the Cowboy home of the Cowboys, right? I'm, I'm giving that plug the right way. Right. It's like how you bring in. It's like how the Cowboys brought in a kicker before the, before the, before this, before the second playoff game to basically make sure that, uh, make sure that someone felt a little fire in their belly to actually nail their kicks. I mean, so, no, you Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you, you're, you're absolutely.
0: And, and you know what, <laughs> by the way, um, What happened the other night with Edmonton? Just a class move. Mm. Um, Emergency goaltender. Thought he was going to be sitting in the stands. Gets the call. Has to run because they're putting you in as the backup goaltender. And Mm -hmm. they're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. And Edmonton, with the game in control, puts him in the game. He makes one stop. No matter what happens for the rest of his career. He played yeah. for the Edmonton Oilers. You could tell your kids about that. You could tell your grandkids. I just thought it was a really classy move.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, it reminded me of and I want to get the name of it of his name. Um, it reminded me of this was in 2017. Um, the the Hurricanes used to use there before the full e bug before the ebug was uniform across the league in many cases the hurricanes ebug was their equipment manager a guy named georgie alves and in 2017 they uh there were three with they put him in the, they put him in the game they they actually lost 3 to 1 but they were they put him in the game for the final 7 seconds of the game and it's something where i know it's only 8 seconds but you talk about a guy who is um you talk about just giving Giving someone that opportunity and and even with uh and for Matthew Berlin who played the two twenty six for Edmonton, yeah, he's an NHL he's an NHL goalie. He's he's for the rest of his life now, he's an NHL goalie. Like, Absolutely. Said he that's so was that's so cool.
0: Super nervous. Uh didn't want to face a shot. Um uh, <laughs> faced a shot, saved it, and then put put his glove up to hear the crowd reaction. I mean, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, sports has an entertainment feel about it. And I just think that goes a long way into the room um, as far as the guys having fun. So I thought that was a really classy uh, job. In fact, when he thought they were playing a prank on him (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. said, do I look like I'm doing a prank on you? When I say something, you're going in. So I just, I I love the stories and you know, that's wonderful. Well, this was a wonderful mishmash, sir. I mean, it was. You know, it mean, was. I enjoy talking hockey with you. I found out that you're covering the All Star break. I'm stuck here in the freezing rain of Dallas. You're going to Florida, so I mean, you know, one of us is clearly excelling on this podcast, while <laughs> uh, you know the other is just a just a hockey guy. You know, just sitting back. And uh, Ludwig would even say I'm not a hockey guy. So, <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Sean Shapiro, EP Ringside. Go to EP Ringside and. You'll read him with his uh, sit-down with Jim Montgomery. This is the kind of stuff you're getting on the podcast. Also, Shap shots, And you can follow him on Twitter, at Sean Shapiro. He brings great stuff. So follow him all weekend with the NHL All-Star Weekend. And please, spread the word. I know with... Um, Some sites shutting down. There are limited places now where you can get your stars coverage. Well, one of the places is here. We talked about the trade deadline today. We talked about Anton Hudobin. we talked about some of the prospects. We're trying to give you the information so you can become as smart of a Dallas stars fan as is possible. But to do that, you need to like, you need to subscribe. You need to spread the word that there's a Dallas stars podcast out there called spits and suds. So with that, I say be safe on the roadways, everyone, and have a great day.